Welcome to the Master Your Mix podcast, helping engineers, producers, and artists create professional recordings and mixes, even from home. I'm your host, Mike and Davina. Let's get started. Welcome to the Master Mix Podcast. My name is Mike and Davina, and thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Today, my guest is Tony Mance, aka Jack the Bear. And Tony is the owner and founder of Deluxe Mastering in Australia. And he's been working in the industry for over 35 years in many different facets of the music business, from radio to mastering and a whole bunch in between. And this interview is a powerful one. And what I mean by that is that Tony is a very open book. And he tells you exactly what he's thinking straight up, but in a way that I think is very, very helpful. And you can tell that he really cares about helping people get clarity in their lives and help people forge their way through the music industry. And in this conversation, we get into some very deep topics, you know, everything from dealing with imposter syndrome to knowing how to push forward when you don't have support systems in place. Like if you have parents that aren't supportive of what you're trying to do and what you're trying to accomplish in the music business, I think you're going to really resonate with this episode. You know, this this episode to me is almost like a therapy session, both for me, for Tony, and for you, the listener. I think that there's a lot of deep reflecting that can be done from what you're about to learn in this episode. And so, yeah, I'm just super excited for you to hear this one. This is a bit different. We're not going to get into a lot of techie talk. This is really about helping you with your mental health to succeed in the music business. So, yeah, I think you're going to really enjoy this episode. Let's just jump right into it. Tony Jack the Bear Mance. How's it going, man? Very well indeed, my friend. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Well, you certainly have... uh run out of options when you come to me. That's I definitely know that. <laughs> eh? Bottom totally. of the barrel stuff. Yeah. Bottom of the barrel stuff, my friend. <laughs> this is gonna be fun. I know it already. <laughs> For people who might not be familiar with you or your background and how you got into music and ultimately into mastering and all the cool stuff you're working on these days, can you give us that story? Oh look to the long the long and short of it um is oh boy man, we're going back several centuries now. Um Back in uh, Jerusalem, when I met Jesus, no. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So, look, uh, I was a guy who always loved music as a child. Um, was drawn to music, loved music. Music was an escape for me. And uh, I, I worked out very early in life as a teenager. I, you know, when I used to, you know, work on on ho- my holidays, um, that I realized that you spend a big chunk of your life. Um, waking hours, working, you know, people work, uh, and I thought, wow, that, that, that's a significant investment of your life. And it dawned upon me that I better make sure that I find something that I like doing, uh, because life is not going to be fun. And so, um, you know, working and seeing, uh, as a teenager, uh, working in, you know, um, at a canteen, uh, in a heavy industrial area and watching people Slipping in and schlepping out, and everyone was just thinking about the next break or the end of the day, punching in, punching out, the weekend, that that kind of rigmarole. And it really impressed upon me because I thought, I don't want a life like that. So I need to find something that I like to do. And so I um and I always knew I love music. So I said, I'm gonna do something in music. I um, I didn't know how I was gonna get there. I definitely knew that I didn't have uh, the chops as a musician to succeed. I certainly didn't have the looks 
So I had to find a way to do something behind the scenes. And, I, you know, being an avid record collector, I would always listen to music and study the sleeve notes. And I was a, just had this voracious appetite for absorbing all the credits and all this information. And you know, back in the day before internet, um, there it wasn't easy to be able to find information on studios and engineers. And you know, you were lucky to get a magazine, a mixed magazine or REP, recording engineer producer magazine, that would come and I'd have to travel into the city to a news agent to get a copy of that. It's a very different world, you know, to try and get informed, unlike uh, you crazy kids today where, you know, <laughs> you pick up you pick up one of these things and Robert's your mother's brother, you know? So uh so I um I worked out very early in life I wanted to do something in music, uh, very much to my father's chagrin, who uh, anticipated that I was going to go down the path of academia because that was what he set out for me, um, which I didn't. Because as I said, I, I, I was determined to make sure that I was going to do something that I loved and, uh, and, and pay whatever price that was because I understood that I was going to spend a significant amount of, of my waking hours working. I better find something that I love doing. Uh, I thought that was that was more important than anything else. I love that. I, I think that's such a I think that that's such an important thing that a lot of people don't think about. You know, it's like people think that success equals money, and like and then because of that, they look at other fields that maybe start at higher wages and that kind of thing. But it's like, there's a quality of life that you definitely lose when you just jump into something just chasing money. So yeah, I, I definitely, that that certainly resonates with me a lot. Definitely. Oh, that. look, absolutely. absolutely. And I, and, I, and I think it's something that we we need to teach kids more about, which is the, you know, the, you know, the, the reframing of success. Um, and money is important, no doubt. And, um, and, and you need it get by and, and to do things and buy things and whatnot, but it's, it's the acquisition of it's how you acquire it. Um, that, uh, it really, where well, you got to make a distinction of what, what are you going to do in order to, you know, acquire, how are you going to work out a way to bring value to, to do that and, and to be happy, man. It's, um, the, the things that, you know, I guess as I've gotten older, I've reframed success very differently. For me, success is flexibility, peace of mind, family, connection, friendships, these kind of things. You know, it's, it's great to have beautiful gear and all the latest plugins and all this sort of stuff. That, that, that's all good and dandy, but ultimately they, they, they don't bring fulfillment. No? Absolutely. So, but uh, I, uh, that's something that I learned to appreciate the older I got. And, and now as I'm hitting 60, um, I appreciate that now more than ever. And it's something that I try to um, encourage others to think about and, and hopefully they get it earlier in life because it's a, it's a, it's a far better way of being. Absolutely. Well, that, that brings up a really interesting topic that I think a lot of people listening to this can resonate with, which is that, you know, you had mentioned that your dad didn't really support your decision to pursue the music industry. And for a lot of people, they don't have support systems and, you know, they're in similar situations where, you know, the people that are close to them are like discouraging them from doing those things that they really love. And I'm curious to know, like, how did you forge on with your career despite having that resistance? 
Good question, and and it's an interesting topic. Um, in 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 my case, um, growing up as a youngster, my my whole thing was about getting my dad's validation, yeah, and um, and so I wanted to make him proud. Um, uh, but my father uh, couldn't see music as being a career path. He think he didn't see it as a, as a career. And so it, it's still this real kind of fuck you mentality in me and this real grind mentality. And it, it made me, you know, just become someone that was just going to forge away somehow, no, ma- no matter what. And, and I learned how to become resourceful because it was more about I'll show you that I can do it and I'm going to make it despite what you say. And it's interesting, you know, at times people have asked me, well, do you think things would have been different if your dad was more supportive? Because I had friends who had similar ambition to me and uh, parents that were more sympathetic towards their pursuits. Uh, And I was always very envious of them. Um, And the honest answer is we'll never know. But what I can tell you is because of my dad, you know, you know, bless him, because of that resistance that he put on me, it it fired me up. It it helped build resilience within me to go out there and do it. Mm-hmm. So it 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 isn't necessarily the best way of doing things, but the fact of the matter is, had it not been for my father being so resistant and not being so supportive of me, uh, it wouldn't have um, it wouldn't have I wouldn't be who I am today. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, that 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 person who uh, will grind and will just pull out all stops when I've got something in front of me that I'm really, really passionate about and I believe in and I I connect with. Yeah. You know? Of course. And I'll 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 you know, I'll just run through fucking brick walls, right? So it's an interesting one. I I I think it's it's I tell parents. I, I advise parents to support their kids when it comes to so long as, you know, whatever they're pursuing is legal and ethical and is something that is, you know, true true to their heart. Um, I think, uh, you know, parents should um, be supportive and, and try and create an environment that's going to foster that. But by the same token, sometimes um, that little bit of resistance is what's going to also help you develop a thicker skin and toughen up a bit to be able, because you, you need to have that because life in general isn't, it's beautiful, but it isn't an easy run. And the only way you're going to grow in life is through resistance. It's through problems. It's through overcoming obstacles. It's through all those things that get in your way, right? You, you won't get muscles big muscles if you don't carry big weight that's going to create resistance and take the muscle fiber to in order for it to rebuild right um you're not gonna get smart unless you start using your brain and getting neuroplasticity going on so um so we need that so i think that i think it's a balancing act you know Mm. love and positivity and support but but not so much that um you know People then become too reliant on others' things. Of course, you got to you got to learn how to become self reliant. You got to learn how to become resourceful. You got to learn how to be able to you know crack the various codes, so to speak, in order to get to where you want to go. 
Of course. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, it's arguable that maybe had you had really a really supportive dad that maybe you wouldn't have had that hunger for the work that you did, right? It's possible. Like I said, I I tend not to dwell too much on the hypotheticals because because the, 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 the what ifs are, well, we, we can sit and talk about that all day. That's why I said what I can tell you for certain is this is what happened. You know, and and just and just really uh, focus on what's factual, what actually happened, what yep. what came to be. Yeah. Yep. So then, for someone in your position now, who's who can look back at that, how you forged on and and made your name in the industry, for people that are in a similar situation to you, where maybe they don't have those support systems, what advice would you give to those people to encourage them to 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 move on and move forward? I think you just have to have a, an undying belief in yourself. Um, regardless of what people may say to you. Here's another thing I learned later in life, and that is, um, you know, the haters, as uh, you know, people term it these days, I have a saying I've been using for a long time, which is haters are confused admirers. Hmm. You know, people, you know, like my dear old dad, bless him, who would um, come up against me, I, I, I believe that he's... In his own heart, he believed that he was doing the right thing because he he didn't understand what was involved in the industry. And and people may mean well when they tell you you shouldn't be doing this or perhaps you should consider that or get a, a job or an education a certain way. I, I think that for the most part, people are well-meaning. And, uh, and for the ones who aren't, they're typically projecting about their own failings. You know, they're... And they're, and they're putting it on you. And so it's very, um, it's very hard not to take things personally. Of course. But you have to learn not to take – it's very – but you've got to learn how not to take things personally from people. So if you're in a situation where you don't have a lot of support around you, I suggest you um, – you, you just have to distance yourself from that energy and find a different peer group. Peer group is so important. The people that you hang around with, the people that you hang around with the most, it, it's absolutely vital. Um, who are the friends that you talk to on a regular basis? Uh, are, are these people people that share similar visions to you? Uh, are these people that will hold you accountable? Are these people that will are brave enough to say the things that others won't? Will pull you up, call you out on your bullshit. So people have a tendency to just kind of let people slide and do their thing, knowing full well that they're probably not doing good for themselves, but they're too afraid because of rejection maybe, or they just don't want to uh, cause any friction, uh, or or they're just laughing at you. Just, you know, of course. they're laughing at you. And, and, and these are not the kind of people that you want to have around you. You, you want to have a... You want to be part of a, a community or a group that share your vision, support you, but will also sit down and say, hey, you know what, dude, um, you're slipping up. Or, hey, dude, you need to pick up your act a bit. And then you have to learn not to take these things personally. Because you know, another saying I say quite often is that your real friends will say the shit things to your face and the nice things behind your back. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's vital that you find people that are going to 
help you go where you need to go, but also people that you can help along the way as well. Is I, I, I really believe that when you're a contributor in the world, when you're a contributor within your community, you're going to go a lot further than being a competitor as such and trying to fight against other people. 100%. And that doesn't mean laying down, being a doormat, um, just being willy-nilly with your resources and your time. You know, you got to manage all that shit, right? Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, is that where where you can where you can look at ways of finding how you can contribute, where you can offer things to people that they can't otherwise get, find those gaps, fill those gaps somehow. Of course, yeah, man, I agree with all of that so much. Like, I, I, it's you know, when you surround yourself with people who are like minded, you you work harder, you you grow faster. You, there's there's so many positives to that, and you do have to just kind of keep moving forward with it and, and associating with other people who are like-minded. And, you know, I think the music industry in particular is a very tough industry to break into. And it, to me, has always seemed like a place where if you're not hungry enough, if, if you're just looking for a job in music, you're not going to make it. You have to be really, really hungry. This isn't like a job where you can just get a job and coast through it. Like you have to really work for it and you need to be networking with people all the time. You need to be around those people that are like-minded and you have to be hungry for it. So it doesn't surprise me that with your attitude of like just wanting it so bad that, that you've had the success you have, you've had with it. Well, thanks buddy. Or well, uh, another thing I want to stress is that you'd want to be good. You talked about networking before and I think people have the way people view networking is about how do I meet this person? How do I get to know this person? Instead of thinking about, again, I think you got to think about contribution. Like what value can I bring to this person? How, how can I find a way to do something for someone else? How can I help? Right. Building relationships. Right. I had a mentor back in the day. Um, who used to talk about the relationship economy, mm-hmm. right? We're in a relationship economy. And he's right, right? So networking is about building relationships. Right? And the currency of the relationship economy is trust. So when you can be around people, build relationships, nurture relationships, earn trust from people, then you can start getting somewhere. Then, then that's when networking starts to happen. Because, you know, you know, because what's the greatest marketing tool? Yes, we have social media and all that kind of stuff, but the greatest marketing tool you will have, and I think you'll always have, is word of mouth. Mm-hmm. People doing your bidding for you. Right? So un- until you've earned trust from people and you've contributed and you've done things where, where people feel like comfortable around you and they feel that you're invested in them, you know, and you're not going to get that when you're going into situations where you're trying to take something from someone. Yeah, I, 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 I'm going to go meet this guy. I'm going to know this guy. Yeah, like, what's all that about? It's not a one-sided thing. And, and people see that coming a mile away. You can't bullshit a bullshitter. Yeah, I tried. It doesn't work. <laughs> it's a very difficult interaction if you if you're both trying to do the same thing. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm a, I'm a third degree black belt at fucking up. Trust me, I, I've I, I've made. I still make mistakes to this day. I still fuck up. Yeah, 
but but that's where I learned my lessons through all of that. So I'm so all this stuff I'm telling you here is through my own trial and error and mistakes and setbacks. And 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 finally, I often tell people I'm a late bloomer. You know, <laughs> I learned the hard way. I, it just I, I'm I'm wired that way. I don't know why, but hey, here we are. You know, so get get in, learn to, to get into the industry, so to speak. Um, look at how you can find a way where you can bring some value, how you can build relationship and trust from people. And that's going to take you so much further than just being super duper talented. Talent is important. Yes, of course, you need to be good at what you do because ultimately that's what they're buying. But in order for you to get the opportunities to be able to showcase what you're made of, you need to be that person. Of course. As simple as that. This this is a... Uh... This whole topic here is something that I feel like we haven't really discussed to this to this degree on the podcast, and I think it's so so important for people to hear. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I I love your openness to this conversation. Um, yeah, I think you know there's a lot of people that you're right, like will view networking as like this one sided thing. It's like how do I get to know someone so that they're going to help me? And it's like no, these people aren't there to help you. Like what are you going to offer them so that they can, or they want to help you, you know, like without, without having any value, like there's, there's no reason for these people to want to interact with you. Right. Like they're going to get hounded by people every day. So, um, I think that there's also a lot of people that might be listening to this and have heard you now say like, you know, provide value to people. But a lot of people when they're getting started are like, I don't have value in this. So what would you say to those kind of people? Well, okay. So, I'll give you an, an, an example. You, you may not have value in the field right now, but you may be a person that knows how to solve problems to other people, for example. Or you might you might want to meet a certain person from a record label and you find out because, look, these days you kids have got Instagram and ways of finding so much about people. And you got to and connect connect with them, like build relationships based on common ground. So, if for example you find out a certain person has a hobby that you have, share a hobby. Let's just say fishing. For I don't fish, but let's just say fishing. And you're you are genuinely, authentically an angler, right? And you find out that oh, this guy he's, he's on his Instagram, he's out on a boat, and he's fishing, and you're. Okay, you might be able to connect with him on fishing. Find out, find out about where he likes what where he fishes. What sort of fish he catches. What do you do? You're getting away from the music stuff because you know label and A and R management. They get it all the time. It's all based on the same shit. But you know that way you get to meet them on on a level that you share common ground, and you start to connect on something else outside of music. Mm-hmm. Create create a, create a friendship, if you will. Okay. And then earning trust through other things. But again, unless you are authentically engaging in whatever that is, you know, take the music out of, out of the way. That 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 just comes later. Yeah, it's it's inevitable that it's going to come up at some point. Or you know, you you may be a guy that's uh you either you are you either are or know people that are into IT. You find out oh so and so is having issues with these computers and that. Why not go to him and say, listen, I can help you out, my friend. Mm-hmm. I can help you out. Oh, I know someone that can help you with that with no expectation. This is the the key. Whenever you do this stuff, 
you do it with zero expectation, not like, oh, here's the, you know, A&R, this record label or, you know, the managing director of this company or studio owner here. Like, no. You, 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 because like I said, you can't bullshit a bullshitter. You, you, you have to be good at fostering relationships and finding, that's what I'm saying, find the way where you can actually get in there, make a contribution, bring some value. Everyone values things differently. Mm-hmm. Okay? So find find that thing, and if you can genuinely do something about it, directly or otherwise, start there. Work on that. Yeah, I love that. That's, that's great advice. Because, yeah, there, I think a lot of people think like, single single minded or like you know they're they're single focused where it's just like i i want to provide value as as a mastering engineer or whatever just like you know to get my foot in the door but if i don't have that experience what what value do i have but you're absolutely right it's like the 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 whole point of all of this is to create these relationships with people create these friendships and you know if you're going to be working with someone day in and day out you know you want to do what you love like you said and and the people that you work with want to do the same and they all want to be around other people that are going to enhance their quality of life. And, you know, that that feel like genuine friends and not just like a coworker. So, you know, touching or like focusing on those other elements of their lives can really help you connect with them. I, I love that. That's a great, great advice. Yeah. You have to adopt the long-term view. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Um, and if you don't, then you're not going to last. You, you won't. If you're if you're in for the short term, you, you're trying to get a quick fix. You're trying to sort of get in and out. You just won't last. Simple as that. You'll you'll be found out very very quickly. So this is why it's so important that you need to be authentic in your dealings. Of course, yeah, and very sincere in how you go about your shit. Yeah, I love it. People pick up on that, man. It's uh, you you. I mean, some people may be good at faking it, but. Uh, but after a while, you will, you, you know, holes will appear. Of course. So <laughs> it's it's making me think of so many examples of places where I've been where like somebody has clearly been like trying to get something from me, and it's like you know you just kind of well, laugh yeah, that we, off now. We we all we all see it. We all see it. And, and as I said to you, as someone who has done it the wrong way many many times in the past, yep. You know, I, I had to hit my head against a brick wall. Many, many times before <laughs> things started to fall into place for me. <laughs> but, but hey, it, you know, a late bloomer, but here we are. Yeah, there's a there's a great book that I'd recommend anyone listening to this read if, if they if they haven't already. Uh, it's a book called How to Win Friends and Influence People. Or how to how to yeah how to win friends and influence people I think is the, is the name of the book um, and uh, you know it's, it's very much like what we're talking about here it's like it sounds like a schmarmy kind of title but it really is more about like creating those relationships with people and you know once you've got those relationships then like you just it, things will naturally progress to the things that you ultimately want to connect on right so um, yeah 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 love it um, so so yeah you talked about how. You made it very clear. It was very clear to you early on that you wanted to do what you loved, and you were clear that it was going to be music. But how did you actually get into the music industry then for yourself? My pathway was kind of quite unorthodox. Um, so back in my day, the the typical pathway was you go into a studio, you would um, you become a runner. Basically, was you would just go and getting tea, getting coffee. You, you, you didn't really spend that much time in the studio at all for that matter. You um, you were just a fetch and carry boy. AKA providing value. 
<laughs> well, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, and and it was a way, you know, of being tested. And then over time, if they, if they like you and you were you were efficient and uh, you um you were good at what you did, then you could probably get into the studio and start assisting in sessions, and and then you start learning the ropes. So it was a hands-on, very hands-on kind of a, a, apprenticeship. No, it was it wasn't formal at all. Um, I I didn't do anything like that. I I wasn't the, the product of um of the studio environment. Um, I I basically the way I learned is I I don't want to say that I'm entirely self-taught because that's not entirely accurate. But I I did a a very long-winded, different kind of apprenticeship. I I basically went to different studios and knocked on doors and introduced myself and said, "Hey, I'm from Australia. So I'm I'm really keen to learn." And and I would just go to lots of different places and I would, uh, you know, spend little bits of time here and there. Uh, I'd ask questions. I I'd sit down and again just build relationships with people along the way, and mm. and then see. When I felt that I accumulated enough information um, and knowledge, that I thought, okay, I'm going to try and do this for myself. Um, and that was really interesting because along along the way, I I think the greatest lessons I learned along the way weren't just the technical ones, but it was about just because I went over to uh, the US and Canada, spent a bit of time there, and I went there because I was. I used to really love the sound of, you know, as a young kid listening to records, it was always the American records that had greater appeal to me. So I thought, well, these are records I like listening to more than, no disrespect to the English records or English producers, but there was just something about American records and American sound that just appealed to me more. And so I thought, well, I'll, I'll just go over there. And that's, again, with no disrespect to my country and to the talent that we have here. I just thought, well, God, even the, the, the local talent here are utilizing overseas talent. So my logic told me, well, if I can learn from these guys and see what's going on over there, then that's going to hold me in better stead. And so I just took it upon myself to go overseas and, and knock on doors and, um, and just slip my way around. And over time, progressively build knowledge information, as I said, until I got to the point where I realized, okay, well, I'm going to try and just do this on myself and I'm, I'm going to have to make it work. I, I don't know. As I said, I never knew how. I, I, I didn't know how I was going to do it, I, but I knew I'm, I, I had to do it because I was driven by my father, always listening to my father saying, you're never going to make it. You're, you're a loser. Um, you should have listened to me, yada, 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 yada. So, and interestingly, that that path, if you will, um, contributed to a major reason why for a good 25 plus years I felt like an imposter as a mastery engineer because all of my, all my contemporaries, all my peers who had gone through that traditional mode of becoming engineer you know and i didn't do that i felt like very much like an outsider didn't feel like one of the boys 
didn't feel validated in any way. And so I, you know, I laugh about it. I laugh about it now, but it was crippling. So, uh, so you know, again, you know, the outside looked all good, but inside I was in turmoil and fearing that, oh, my God, I'm going to get found out. Oh, my God, I'm going to get found out. People are going to realize that, you know, I, I didn't, I'm not a, a, a product of the studio system like everybody else. So, therefore, you know, who the fuck am I to be here doing this, you know? Um, it was very, very debilitating. Um, and it, it, it was a, a huge gorilla on my back. <laughs> you know, took a lot of therapy to uh, to get rid of that one. And that one came late in life too. But, uh, you know, we finally got rid of that one. <laughs> it's interesting because, yeah, I think there's a lot of people. I mean, there, back in the day, you're right. There was like that traditional route of like you become a runner, you work at a studio, you kind of work your way up the ranks that way. And you kind of did a little bit of that, but then you forged on – independently and i feel like these days with like the internet making things so accessible there's there's so many people more than ever that are self-taught and there's a lot of people that are listening to this who are battling that imposter syndrome kind of thing because they're like what do i know i just taught myself like i I, there's like probably so much stuff that these other people know that i don't and therefore i'm not worth charging people for my services or or i shouldn't pursue this that kind of stuff um I think that's something that really affects a lot of people and it makes people afraid to jump in and take, take chances on themselves. So as far as dealing with imposter syndrome, you know, what were some of the ways that you coped with that to help you overcome that? Well, um, as I said to you, that took a lot of therapy and the, the breakthrough moment for me came when my therapist Asked me to challenge my thoughts around why I thought I was an imposter. What, what, why do you think you are an imposter? And in the same way that a defense attorney will cross examine somebody with, with questions, you know, you, you start to realize that, well, hang on a minute. Um, okay. So how long I've been working for this many years? How many, who, who are the artists that I've been working with? I've been working with these artists. Um, I've managed to develop this. I've managed to do that. So what? What makes me an imposter now? You, you know what I mean? When you when you start to logically break things down. Now, humility, being humble is one thing. You know? And I think when people get into this imposter syndrome, I used to think of it as this kind of, it's, it's a faux humility. You know, you, you, you're always just trying to, you know, keep yourself in, in check. But that's, that's really just self-deprecation, which isn't helpful, right? Mm-hmm. It's really interesting, man. I wrote a blog about when I had my breakthrough years ago now, and I wrote about it on Facebook. And it was a very, a very raw, transparent blog where I just put it all out on the line. I thought, you know what? Fuck it. I know a lot of people feeling this. The amount of emails and messages I got from people, people like I'm talking some. Badass motherfuckers, right? I'm not going to name them. Mm-hmm. Who who shared with me that? Oh my god, you have no idea what you wrote, how it how it hit me, and how I still feel like that. And I'm going, what? <laughs> Seriously, I believe it. It's crazy, right? And so 
it, it felt I felt I felt bad for them, but also felt good knowing that by putting that out there, that it gave people the sense of hope and the sense of not feeling alone. And so this this is why so often when I especially in the in the, in the last five to ten years, let's say the last five years or so, I've been brutal about what I share about myself because I know that all the stuff that I feel and all the stuff that goes through my mind goes through the minds of other people. But many are not prepared to go there because they fear, which, you know, what other, again, the, the fundamental fear, I'm not enough. What are people going to think about me? What are they going to say about me? And so they have a, a brand, they have a reputation, they have this thing that they're trying to preserve. And so they they need to build this thing around them. I, I get that because I, I, I fell into that camp as well and I was fearful and worried and scared. You know, and it, it 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 takes courage to be able to come out and say, "Hey, I'm a fuck up. Hey, I got this wrong. Hey, I got this master wrong. Hey, um, you know, I I mastered the CD. I pressed up five thousand units, and there was a click on it. It was my fault. Yeah, any engineer of any you know of any note that hasn't fucked up and tell you they haven't fucked up, a lies. Oh yeah. <laughs> I fucked up like twenty times already today. <laughs> it, may, it, it, it doesn't look good, you know. It, it doesn't. It doesn't look good, and 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 especially in the world of social media now, people are so invested in in, in veneers and, and 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 creating all this kind of bullshit around them. It doesn't work. It doesn't work because you know. I mean, how often do we see people? Even people people are saying openly now, "Oh, social media." We know that's all full of shit. We know that you're not enjoying your. It, it's 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 ridiculous, isn't it? That we know it anyway, and yet people still do it. Yeah, we, right? we've all done it. <laughs> like so, yeah. we we know that behind the scenes, people are. It, it, that's not reality. You know, I mean, and again, it doesn't mean that everything has to be a complete confessional, and uh, you know, you 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 have to expose every little thing about yourself or we. But it's just some straight up honesty, man, because. You know, we we all feel the way we feel. We all have these feelings. We all have these insecurities. We all have these issues. And I think the more it's discussed, the more it's talked about, the more it's brought out in the open. And that and that includes things like mental health. That includes things like again, I've spoken so much about my mental health addiction, mental health problems, depression, anxiety, um, cocaine abuse, having used meth, all kinds of drugs. You know. A lot of people like to sweep that shit under the carpet because it it's not pretty. It doesn't look good. It doesn't help. Mm-hmm. You know? But but in my case, it's like, hey, whatever I've done, I've done. Um, so I know some people have said, oh, I'd be very careful if I, you know, because maybe it doesn't look good. It might reflect what it's like. Well, but it's true, but especially in the age of the internet, right? We we are becoming so much more exposed. There's someone who knows someone who knows someone. You're gonna get found out. So you may you may as well just put it on the table and just be transparent about things. Right? Of course. Yeah. I love I, man, this is like I, I appreciate your your candor with this and, and I think it's so important for people to hear this because there's a lot of people that are 
putting on that facade or that that they need to be perfect or, or you know, they think that others are perfect. And, you know, it, that's impacting the way that they approach their own lives and careers and that kind of thing. So it is really important to have this conversation. Um, and I, I, I really appreciate, you know, you were talking about humility versus imposter syndrome and how it relates to like self-deprecation. And I think that that's, that's actually a really important thing to touch on too, because so many people think that like self-deprecation is just kind of a, a funny thing and they, they pass it off, but they don't realize that they were like talking down on themselves and that it's eventually creating a, a belief that they have. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I, in Australia particularly, we're very big on self-deprecation, right? And, and, and that's a, to be able to do that is fine. And there's some charm about it. Um, but again, like I said, it's a, it's a fine line. It's a fine line. And I, I certainly know in my case, whenever I was, um, whenever I was trying to be humble, I really was bringing myself down, not really realizing it at the time, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and and that usually and that will happen. Well, again, I'll, I can only speak for myself, but um, that just comes down from lack of and poor self esteem. When your self esteem isn't there, you don't feel good about yourself. You know, you don't understand that. Okay, I accept me for everything—the good, the bad, and all the in between stuff—and that I'm human, I'm fallible, right? So when you when you are okay with that and you can be okay in your own skin, not live on the reliance of validation from other people and your industry and just kind of run your own path, then that frees you up to be able to be that person. Yeah. That took me a long fucking time to get there, my man. Let me tell you. Long <laughs> ass time. I believe Longer it. than I cared to. Oh yeah, it did, and I'm like, and I'm, and I'm more than okay being able to come with that. You see, because I, I like to think that someone like myself who took a long ass time to get it gives hope to someone who's younger than me out there, and hopefully they can avoid decades of grief. Decades, of course. In my case, it was fucking decades of suffering in silence, right? And yeah. neat, and look, and again. I got three PhDs in hindsight, you know. When I look back on it now, but that's okay. Uh, again, I'm I'm at a point now where I understand that I had to go through all these experiences. All these experiences have served me, because if I hadn't gone through them, if I hadn't experienced them, I wouldn't be where I am today. With fully understanding that I still have a way to go, I still have much to learn. I'll never work it all out, and that's okay too. Yep, I'm going to check out of here. No, there's going to be a lot. By the time I'm, you know, leave this dimension, there's still going to, there's going to be more that I don't know than I actually do know. You know what I mean? Yep, absolutely. So that's fine. I'm yep. okay with that too. Now, <laughs> you know, there's no race here. I love it, man. I, I I think that you're absolutely right, and I think so many people just give up too early, and you you do have to just continue to push on and and learn those lessons along the way. Yeah, well, I, uh, like I said to you, it, it, in my case, when I was younger, I it was just that grind factor, and I, I, I didn't have a plan B. There was no safety net for me. I had to make it work. I, I, I just had to. There, there was no other option. <laughs> <laughs> so, forget about plan B, kids. 
you you got a plan A, and you uh, and you and you just keep keep trying different things. You know. Yeah. Um, I love it. Yeah, you know, the, the, your 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 plan B is your 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 escape hatch, and um, yeah, you know, no escape hatch for me. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I, it's it's so great to hear you say that, and you know, I think that everything you're talking about here, and even just the way you know you've mentioned, like you're not afraid to tell your story these days, and and to admit your mistakes and all that kind of stuff. I think that that in itself kind of goes back to what we were talking about at the very beginning of just like like providing value to people this this is value to people you know what i mean it's not just like you rambling about your experience it's it's actually connecting with people and i know that there's people going to that are going to listen to this podcast and be like i'm in that exact same situation and that are that are probably you know your advice is definitely going to help a lot of people listening to this and um man like i we even even like you're a mastering engineer and I expected that we were fully going to talk about mastering today, but I think that like, this is probably an amazing spot to wrap up. Cause I think we've made such a powerful episode with this. Um, and I got to have you back, man. We got, we got to go deeper in the mastering side of things, but I think that this is like the more important conversation to have. So, um, yeah, man, I'm super glad that you were able to come on here and, and tell your story and share all this awesome advice. Well, I appreciate the opportunity and, I'd love to come back at some point and we can talk mastering, but I, I really believe that all this stuff that we delved into are the fundamentals, foundation, the building blocks, okay, in order for the other stuff to work, yeah? So until, until you get your self-esteem in order, until you start looking at your issues in life and working through them and finding that sense of peace within yourself, um, it's it's going to be it's going to be more difficult to be able to then be that true expression of who you are, that authentic person that you are. And it's an ongoing work. It's it's always the 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 cliche of, of the work in progress. We we all are that, but it's about working on a path of continuing to improve, and learning and growing and learning and growing and just repeating that cycle. You know. Of course. So, so I, I appreciate the opportunity, and quite often, even when it comes to the forums, I'm not the guy that'll sit there and jump in on the which is the best limiter, or do you use um, you know parallel compression here, or do you you know do you use automation here? Because there's enough people out there that are way more technical than me. Again, that was another part of my imposter syndrome was that I'm not technical. I'm not a technical person at all, right? Um, but but the one thing I where I knew I could help and contribute is in this this whole stuff around mindset because it was so huge for me. It it it, it was game changer for me. And so I thought, well, God, if, if this stuff has really made such a difference in my life, then perhaps I should share this with others in my community. Totally. And bring that to the table and and, and bring these issues and talk about these themes. Right, that 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 are not as saturated as the tutorial aspects and the technique aspects and the technical aspects of, you know, which are catered for by people way more qualified than me. And it's 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 uh, very interesting to hear you say that because I totally, I mean, that's how I that's how I discovered you. To be perfectly honest, like I was part of a like a mastering Facebook group, and uh, and I see your posts all the time in there, and I'm like, like they're so different than everything else that's in there that. 
they like I resonate with them. You know, I get them. So that's uh, you know, that's just another example of like the connection you're making with people by just telling your story. So, um, yeah, man, it, it's been it's been amazing having you on the podcast. I really appreciate this. Well, thank you again for the opportunity. Uh, it's been fun, Mike, and um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. And I and and you know, my my parting words to anyone is um, my parting words are for those of you who are looking to get in. You are now living. You are now living. Yes, I know that the world's going through some rough shit, and you know, economically things things are tight. But you guys are now living. It's the greatest time to be alive. From the aspect of you have accessibility, availability, affordability of all the stuff you've got, the internet and forums, and people that are willing to share knowledge. Um, you respectfully approach people. Most people. We'll find uh, are more than willing to give up a little bit of their time to help you along your way to get you up and running. And the best way to get your foot in the door is to build your own door and put your own foot through it in this current climate. Yep. So, um, so yeah. So just um, work on yourselves. Learn to accept yourselves. Be comfortable in your own skin. Build relationships. Be authentic. And all the other stuff will kind of take care of itself. That's great advice. Love it. If people want to learn more about you and follow you or uh, maybe even potentially work with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, you can go. My website is www.jackthebear, or one word, .com.au. Um, you can hit me up. I'm, I'm, I tend to be a little bit less... I'm on the I'm on the socials these days, but I um, one thing I did I'll tell you this has been a game changer for me too. I took my social apps off this. Oh my god, I cannot begin to tell you how much free time it it it, it, it it's given me to do other things and be more productive. Um, but I look I'm I still check in once a day on on Facebook under Tony Jack Mance on my personal Facebook. And I also have uh, Mastering Music, Mastering Life on there as well. Uh, but you can hit me up on me. I'm pretty active on Messenger. Um, I don't scroll endlessly on social media all day, every day. <laughs> um, but you guys can hit me up there. I'll be happy to, um, to field questions because, again, I know what it's like to be that person who's on the outside looking in and what a big deal it is when someone actually gives you the time of day to respond to you and to answer your question. I, I, I've never forgotten what that feels like. And so I think it's important that guys like myself and guys of, you know, uh, my peers in my age group and experience bracket, um, it's incumbent upon us to provide support to those who are open to listening, who of course come and approach us in a respectful manner without a sense of entitlement. Um, to help because other people helped me before. So we are obliged and duty bound to pay forward that level of kindness to the next generation. That's amazing. And the older I get, um, the more important that role is to me to play more of, of that role, you know, uh, within my community. And dare I say, even, you know, I'm a great believer in legacy as well. And, and if, you know, if I wanted to be remembered at all, I'd rather be remembered as the person that helped people rather than the guy that 
did this record or that record, nice as those records may have been. But I think you, you leave a last a more lasting legacy by being someone who has been a contributor and someone that's helped people on the way to help people get to where they want to go in life. Absolutely, man. Uh, man. Well, we're all, we're, we're all grateful. I think I can speak for everyone listening to this. We're all grateful for all your advice and help that, you, that you've uh, done with everyone already. And, and uh, yeah, there's so many great nuggets from this podcast that I, I, I know people are going to gravitate towards. So, so once again, thank you for being on, man. I really appreciate yeah. it. Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. So that was my conversation with Tony Mance, a.k.a. Jack the Bear, and that was a really powerful conversation. Um, it might sound like I'm crying, but I'm actually not. I'm actually kind of sick. But it was still that powerful that I'm sure some people here are going to resonate with it to the point where they were maybe in tears. But yeah, I love all of the stuff that Tony covered here, especially with the stuff about defining what success means for you and dealing with imposter syndrome and how to provide value to others, because that's a really important thing as well. And I love what he was talking about with just, you know, not looking at networking as what can I get from people? You know, people have talked about that on the podcast before, but I think that the way Tony really described it in detail here, I think is going to give you a lot more clarity as for how to go about networking properly. And when you're having that self-doubt in your head that is making you think that you don't have value to provide to people and that kind of stuff, definitely go back and listen to what Tony said in this interview because there is some gold in here, which I think is really going to help you and to help you Get the confidence to move forward and pursue your goals and your dreams so that you're ultimately doing the things that you love and you're enjoying your life. So yeah, this was an awesome episode. So glad that we were able to make this happen. And I had a lot of fun with it. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you resonated with it. I hope you learned a lot from it. If you did, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. That way you're notified about all new episodes as they go live each and every Wednesday morning. And also make sure to visit MasterYourMix.com. That is a website where I help out musicians with creating pro-sounding recordings from your home studio. And if you're not sure about what steps to be taking, what to be listening for, what tools to be using, how to dial in settings, and you're frustrated with constantly abandoning your music and you're ready to just finally get it done and make it sound competitive with your favorite recordings, then make sure to visit MasterYourMix.com. And on that website, one resource that I want to point you to is a book called The Mixing Mindset. That is a book that I wrote a few years ago that really breaks down the process of mixing step-by-step so that you know exactly what to do throughout the entire process. And it eliminates all the guesswork so that you can actually finish your music and feel proud of the results and feel confident throughout the entire process with it. So once again, make sure to check out that book. It's called The Mixing Mindset, and that's available at MasterYourMix.com. We've reached the end of this episode. Thank you so much for sticking around to the very end, and I can't wait to chat with you in the next one. Talk soon. Later. Thanks for listening to the Master Your Mix podcast. To have your questions answered, submit your questions to questions at MasterYourMix.com. Please go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review. And for more information on how you can improve your mixes, visit MasterYourMix.com.